Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin al Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. The Book of Divorce, Chapter 1 The Prohibition of Divorcing a Ministrating Woman Without Her Consent. If a man breaks this rule, it still counts as a divorce, and he should be ordered to take her back. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that he divorced his wife while she was ministrating, at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Umar ibn al-Khattab asked the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about that, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to him, Tell him to take her back, then wait until she has become pure, then ministrated again, then become pure again. Then if he wishes, he may keep her, or if he wishes, he may divorce her before he has intercourse with her. That is the Iddah, prescribed periods, for which Allah has enjoined the divorce of women. It was narrated from Abdullah that he divorced one of his wives while she was ministrating, with a single divorce. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ordered him to take her back and keep her until she had become pure, then ministrated again in his house, then he should wait until she become pure again. Then if he wished he could divorce her, when she became pure, before having intercourse with her. That is the Iddah, prescribed periods, for which Allah has enjoined the divorce of women. Ibn Rumh added in his report, When Abdullah was asked about that, he said to one of them, But if you have divorced your wife once or twice, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, told me to do that. Take her back. But if you have divorced her three times, then she becomes unlawful to you until she marries another husband, and you have disobeyed Allah with regard to his commands about divorcing your wife. Muslim said, Allais did well with his saying, a single divorce, a narrator. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, I divorced my wife at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, while she was ministrating. Umar mentioned that to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he said, Tell him to take her back, then let him wait until she becomes pure, then ministrates again, then when she becomes pure again, let him divorce her, before having intercourse with her, or let him keep her. That is the Iddah, prescribed periods, for which Allah has enjoined the divorce of women. Ubaidullah said, I said to Nafa, what happened to that divorce? He said, it was one divorce that was counted as such. A similar report as number 3654 was narrated from Ubaidullah with this chain, but he did not mention what Ubaidullah said to Nafa. It was narrated from Nafa that Ibn Umar divorced his wife while she was ministrating, and Umar asked the Prophet peace be upon him about that. He, peace be upon him, ordered him to take her back. Then wait until she had ministrated again. Then wait until she became pure. Then he could divorce her before having intercourse with her. That is the Iddah, prescribed periods, for which Allah has enjoined the divorce of women. He said, when Ibn Umar was asked about a man who divorces his wife while she is ministrating, he would say, if you have divorced her once or twice, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, told him to take her back. Then wait until she ministrated again. Then wait until she became pure. Then divorce her before having intercourse with her. If you divorced her three times, then you have disobeyed your Lord with regard to the manner in which he commanded you to divorce your wife. And the divorce is irrevocable. Abdullah ibn Umar said, I divorced my wife while she was ministrating. Umar mentioned that to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, got angry and said, Tell him to take her back until she has ministrated again. Amenses other than that in which he divorced her. Then if he wants to divorce her, let him divorce her, when she is pure of menses, and before he has intercourse with her. That is divorce at the time prescribed by Allah. Abdullah has divorced her once, and that was counted as one divorce. And Abdullah took her back as the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, commanded him. It was narrated from Az-Zuhri with this chain, a hadith similar to number 3657, except that he said, Ibn Umar said, so I took her back, and that was counted as one divorce that I had given her.
It was narrated from Ibn Umar that he divorced his wife while she was ministering. Umar mentioned that to the Prophet peace be upon him, who said, Tell him to take her back, then divorce her when she is pure or pregnant. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that he divorced his wife while she was ministering. Umar asked the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him about that, and he said, Tell him to take her back until she becomes pure, then ministrates again, then becomes pure. Then he may divorce her after that or keep her. It was narrated that Ibn Sirin said, For twenty years, those whom I trust narrated to me that Ibn Umar divorced his wife thrice while she was ministrating, and he was told to take her back. I did not doubt them, but I did not hear the hadith from anyone else either. Until I met Abu Ghalab, Yunus ibn Jubair al-Bahli, who was very reliable. He told me that he asked Ibn Umar, who told him that he had divorced his wife with one divorce while she was ministrating, and he was commanded to take her back. He said, I said, was that counted as a divorce? He said, of course, it must be counted even if he failed and acted foolishly. Footnote, regarding the statement of course, it must be counted even if he failed and acted foolishly, these are the words of Ibn Umar himself, referring to himself, in the third person, as is clear in subsequent narrations. A similar report as number 3661 was narrated from Ayyub with this chain, except that he said, Umar asked the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, and he told him. It was narrated from Ayyub with this chain, a hadith similar to number 3661, and he said in the hadith, Umar asked the Prophet peace be upon him about that, and he told him to take her back, until he could divorce her when she was pure, without having had intercourse with her. And he said, divorce her at the beginning of her idda. It was narrated that Yunus ibn Jubair said, I said to ibn Umar, a man divorced his wife while she was ministrating. He said, do you know Abdullah ibn Umar? He divorced his wife while she was ministrating. And Umar went to the Prophet peace be upon him and asked him about that. And he told him to take her back, so that she might start her idda. He said, I said to him, if a man divorces his wife while she is ministrating, does that count as a divorce? He said, of course, it must be counted, even if he failed and acted foolishly. Footnote, the word idda, meaning, her idda starts when he divorces her, while she is not ministrating. Ibn Umar said, I divorced my wife while she was ministrating, and Umar went to the Prophet peace be upon him, and told him about that. The Prophet peace be upon him said, let him take her back, then when she becomes pure, if he wishes he may divorce her. He, the narrator, said, I said to Ibn Umar, was that counted as a divorce? He said, why wouldn't it be? It must be counted even if he failed and acted foolishly. It was narrated that Anas ibn Sirin said, I asked Ibn Umar about his wife, whom he divorced, and he said, I divorced her while she was ministrating, and I told Umar about that, and he told the Prophet peace be upon him, who said, Tell him to take her back, then when she becomes pure, he may divorce her when she is pure. He said, So I took her back, then I divorced her when she was pure. I said, was that divorce that you gave her while she was ministrating counted as such? He said, why wouldn't I count it? It must be counted even if I failed and acted foolishly. It was narrated from Anas ibn Sirin that he heard Ibn Umar said, I divorced my wife while she was ministrating. Umar went to the Prophet peace be upon him and told him about that. And he said, tell him to take her back. Then when she becomes pure, let him divorce her. I said to Ibn Umar, did you count that divorce as such? He said, of course. Shu'bah narrated with this chain a hadith similar to number 3667. Except that in their hadith it says, let him take her back. And in their hadith it says, he said, I said to him, did you count it as such? He said, of course. Ibn Tawus narrated from his father that he heard Ibn Umar being asked about a man who divorced his wife while she was ministrating. He said, Do you know Abdullah ibn Umar? He said, Yes. He said, He divorced his wife while she was ministrating, and Umar went to the Prophet peace be upon him, and told him the news. He told him to take her back. 
He, Ibn Tawus, said, I did not hear him, his father, say any more than that. Abu Az-Zubayr narrated that he heard Abdul Rahman ibn Ayman, the freed slave of Azza, asking Ibn Umar and Abu Az-Zubayr heard that, What do you think of a man who divorces his wife when she is menstruating? He said, Ibn Umar divorced his wife while she was menstruating at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Umar asked the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about it, saying, Abdullah ibn Umar has divorced his wife when she was menstruating. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Let him take her back. So he took her back, and he said, When she becomes pure, let him divorce her, or let him keep her. Ibn Umar said, And the Prophet, peace be upon him, recited the words, O Prophet, when you divorce women, divorce them at their idda, prescribed periods. Surat At-Talaq, chapter 65, verse 1. A similar story as number 3670 was narrated from Ibn Umar. Abu Az-Zubayr narrated that he heard Abu Abdurrahman ibn Ayman, the freed slave of Urwa, asking Ibn Umar when Abu Az-Zubayr was listening, a hadith like that of Hajjaj number 3670, with some additions. Muslim said, he made a mistake when he said, the freed slave of Urwa, he was the freed slave of Azza. Chapter on Threefold Divorce It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, During the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, Abu Bakr and the first two years of Umar's Khilafah, a threefold divorce was counted as one. Then Umar ibn al-Khattab said, People have become hasty in a matter in which they should take their time. I am thinking of holding them to it. So he made it binding upon them. Footnote here the word threefold means giving divorce thrice in one setting. Ibn Tawus narrated from his father that Abu Sahba said to Ibn Abbas, Do you know that the threefold divorce was regarded as one at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr, and for three years of Omar's leadership? He said, Yes. It was narrated from Tawus that Abu Sahba said to Ibn Abbas, Tell us of something interesting that you know. Wasn't the threefold divorce counted as one at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr? He said that was so. Then at the time of Omar, the people began to issue divorces frequently, so he made it binding upon them. Chapter on Expiation must be offered by one who declares his wife to be unlawful for him, but does not intend divorce thereby. It was narrated from Ibn Abbas that he used to say concerning declaring one's wife to be unlawful, it is an oath for which expiation must be offered. Ibn Abbas said, Indeed in the Messenger of Allah you have a good example to follow for him. Surat Al-Ahzab chapter 33 verse 21 Sa'id ibn Jubayr narrated that he heard Ibn Abbas say, If a man declares his wife to be unlawful for him, this is an oath for which expiation must be offered. And he said, Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah you have good example to follow for him. Surat Al-Ahzab, chapter 33, verse 21. Aisha narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to stay with Zainab bin Jahsh and drink honey in her house. She said, Hafsa and I agreed that whichever of us the Prophet, peace be upon him, entered upon first, she should say, I can smell maghafir on you. Have you eaten maghafir? He entered upon one of them and she said that to him. He said, No, I drank honey at the house of Zainab bin Jash, but I will never do it again. Then the following verses were revealed. Why do you forbid for yourself that which Allah has allowed to you? Up to the words, If you do turn in repentance to Allah. Surah Al-Tahrim, chapter 66, verse from 1 to 4. Addressing Aisha and Hafsa, the phrase and remember when the Prophet disclosed the matter in confidence to one of his wives. In verse 3 refers to him saying, No, I drank honey. Footnote, Maghafir means a sweet resin with a bad smell which comes out of a tree or thorny shrub called Urfut. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, liked sweets and honey. And when he had prayed Asr, he would go around to his wives and get close to them. 
He entered upon Hafsa and stayed there longer than he usually did. I asked about that and I was told that a woman from among her people had given her a small vessel of honey as a gift, and she had poured some for the Prophet peace be upon him to drink. I said, By Allah, we will play a trick on him. I mentioned that to Sauda and said, When he enters upon you, he will get close to you. So say to him, O Messenger of Allah, have you eaten maghafir? He will say to you, No. So say to him, What is this smell? For the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, hated to have any smell coming from him. He will tell you, Hafsa poured me a drink of honey. Say to him, The bees must have sipped the nectar of Al-Urfut. I will say that to him too. And you say it as well. O Safiya. Then he entered upon Sauda. She said, Sauda used to say, By the one besides whom there is none worthy of worship, I nearly decided to tell him what you had told me to say when he was at the door, but I was afraid of you. When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, drew close, she said, O Messenger of Allah, have you eaten maghafir? He said, No. She said, Then what is this smell? He said, Hafsa poured me a drink of honey. She said, The bees must have sipped the nectar of Al-Urfut. When he entered upon me, I said the same thing. Then he entered upon Safiya, and she said the same thing. When he entered upon Hafsa, she said, O Messenger of Allah, shall I pour you some? He said, I have no need of it. Sauda said, Subhanallah, we have deprived him of it. I said to her, Be quiet. A similar report, as number 3679, was narrated from Hisham ibn Urwa with this chain. Chapter on Giving one's wife the choice does not count as a divorce, unless it is intended as such. Aisha said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was commanded to give his wife the choice, he started with me. He said, I am going to tell you something, and you must not hasten to decide until you consult your parents. He knew that my parents would never tell me to leave him. Then he said, Allah, the mighty and sublime, says, O Prophet, say to your wives, if you desire the life of this world and its glitter, then come, I will make a provision for you and set you free, in a handsome manner, divorce. But if you desire Allah and his messenger, and the home of the hereafter, then verily Allah has prepared for al-muhsinat, good doers, amongst you an enormous reward. Surah Al-Ahzab, chapter 33, verse 28 and 29. She said, I told him, why would I need to consult my parents about this? For surely I desire Allah and his messenger and the home of the hereafter. Then the wives of the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, all did the same as I had done. It was narrated that Aisha said, the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to ask us for permission, if it was the day of one of us. After the verse, you can postpone the turn of whom you will of them, your wives, and you may receive whom you will. Surat Al-Ahzab chapter 33 verse 51 was revealed. Mu'adha said to her, What did you say to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when he asked you for permission? She said, If it had been up to me, I would not have shown preference to anyone over myself. A similar report as number 3682 was narrated by Asim. It was narrated that Masruq said, Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave us the choice, but we did not count it as a divorce. It was narrated that Masruq said, I would not care if I gave my wife the choice once, or a hundred times, or a thousand times, after she has chosen me. I asked Aisha, and she said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave us the choice. Was that a divorce? It was narrated from Aisha that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave his wife the choice, and that was not a divorce. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave us the choice, and we chose him, and he did not count that as a divorce. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave us the choice and we chose him, and he did not count that as anything against us. A similar report as number 3688 was narrated from Aisha. 
It was narrated that Jabir ibn Abdullah said, Abu Bakr came in seeking permission to enter upon the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he found the people sitting at his door, and they were not given permission to enter. Permission was given to Abu Bakr, and he entered. Then Umar came and asked for permission, and permission was granted. He found the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sitting silently with his wives around him. He said, I am going to say something to you which will make the Prophet, peace be upon him, smile. He said, O Messenger of Allah, if you had seen the daughter of Kharijah asking me for more maintenance, and I got up and poked her on the neck. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, smiled and said, They are around me, as you can see, asking me for more maintenance. Abu Bakr got up and poked Aisha on the neck, and Omar got up and poked Hafsa on the neck. And both of them said, Are you asking the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, for that which he does not have? They said, By Allah, we will never ask the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, for something that he does not have. Then he, peace be upon him, stayed away from them for a month or twenty-nine days. Then this verse was revealed to him, O Prophet, say to your wives, if you desire the life of this world and its glitter, then come. I will make a provision for you and set you free in a handsome manner, divorce. But if you desire Allah and His Messenger and the home of the hereafter, then verily Allah has prepared for Al-Muhsinat, good doers, amongst you an enormous reward. Surah Al-Ahzab, chapter 33, verse 28 and 29. Then he started with Aisha. He said, O Aisha, I want to suggest something to you. But I want you not to rush to answer until you consult your parents. She said, What is it, O Messenger of Allah? He recited this verse to her and she said, Do I need to consult my parents concerning you, O Messenger of Allah? No, I choose Allah and His Messenger, and the home of the hereafter. But I ask you not to tell any of your wives what I have said. He said, None of them will ask, but I will tell her. Allah did not send me to make things hard for people in the hope that they would make mistakes. Rather, He sent me to teach and make things easy. Chapter on Ile Keeping away from one's wives and giving them the choice, and the saying of Allah, the Most High, but if you help one another against Him. Surah Al-Tahrim, Chapter 66, Verse 4 Footnote The word Ile means vowing to stay away from one's wife for a certain period of time. Abdullah ibn Abbas narrated, Umar ibn al-Khattab told me, when the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, stayed away from his wife, I entered the masjid, and I saw the people striking the ground with pebbles and saying, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, has divorced his wives, and that was before hijab had been enjoined upon them. Umar said, I said, I must find out about this today. So I entered upon Aisha and said, O daughter of Abu Bakr, have you gone so far that you annoy the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? She said, What have I to do with you? O son of Al-Khattab, you should pay attention to your own daughter. So I entered upon Hafsa bint Umar and said to her, O Hafsa, have you gone so far that you annoy the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? By Allah, you know that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, does not love you. And were it not for me, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would have divorced you. She began to weep bitterly. And I said to her, Where is the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? She said, He is in his storeroom in the loft. I went in and I saw Rabbah, the slave of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sitting at the threshold of the loft with his legs dangling on the hollow wood of the tree trunk on which the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to climb up and down, I called out, O Rabbah, ask the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, for permission for me to enter. Rabbah looked into the room, then he looked at me and did not say anything. Then I said, O Rabbah, ask the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, for permission for me to enter. Rabbah looked into the room, then he looked at me, and did not say anything. Then I raised my voice and said, O Rabbah, ask the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, for permission for me to enter. For I think that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, thinks that I have come because of Hafsa. But by Allah, if the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, tells me to strike her neck, 
I will certainly do it. I raised my voice, then he gestured to me to climb up. I entered upon the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and found him lying on a reed mat. I sat down, and he drew his izar up over him. He was not wearing anything else, and I could see that the reed mat had left marks on his side. I looked around the storeroom of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and all I saw was a handful of barley, about a saw, and an equal amount of qaraz, in the corner of the room, and I saw a half-tanned piece of leather hanging up. My eyes filled up with tears, and he said, Why are you weeping, O son of Al-Khattab? I said, O Prophet of Allah, why shouldn't I weep when this reed mat has left marks on your side, and this is your storeroom, and all I see in it is what I see, when this Caesar and this Kisra are living lives of plenty, but you are the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and his chosen one, and this is your storeroom. Footnote, the word Qaraz means leaves of mimosa flava used for dyeing. He said, O son of Al-Khattab, does it not please you that the hereafter is for us, and this world is for them? I said, Yes, and when I entered upon him I saw signs of anger on his face. I said, O Messenger of Allah, why are you so upset about these women? If you divorce them, Allah is with you, and the angels and Jibreel and Mikhail, and myself and Abu Bakr, and the believers will be with you. Seldom did I speak words. Praise be Allah. But I hoped that Allah would confirm what I said. Then this verse, the verse of choice, was revealed. It may be if he divorced you all, that his Lord will give him instead of you wives better than you. Surah At-Tahrim, chapter 66, verse 5. But if you help one another against him, then verily Allah his Mawla, Lord or Master or Protector, and Jibreel, Gabriel, and the righteous among the believers, and furthermore, the angels are his helpers. Surah At-Tahrim, chapter 66, verse 4. Aisha bint Abi Bakr and Hafsa had helped one another against the other wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him. I said, O Messenger of Allah, have you divorced them? He said, No. I said, O Messenger of Allah, I entered the masjid and the Muslims were striking the ground with the pebbles and saying that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, has divorced his wives. Shall I go down and tell them that you have not divorced them? He said, Yes, if you wish. I kept on talking to him until the signs of anger disappeared from his face, and until he began to smile, and he had the most handsome teeth of any people. Then the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, went down, and I went down clinging to the tree trunk, while the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went down as if he was walking on the ground, not holding on with his hand. I said, O Messenger of Allah, you were in that room for twenty-nine days. He said, The month may be twenty-nine days. I stood at the door of the masjid and called out at the top of my voice, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, has not divorced his wives, and this verse has been revealed. When there comes to them some matter touching public safety or fear, they make it known among the people. If only they had referred it to the Messenger, or to those charged with authority among them, the proper investigators would have understood it from them directly. Surat An-Nisa, Chapter 83 I understood this matter, and by Allah, the Mighty and Sublime, revealed the verse of choice. Abdullah ibn Abbas narrated, For one year I wanted to ask Umar ibn al-Khattab about a verse, but I could not ask him out of respect for him, until he went out for Hajj, and I went with him. When he came back, while we were part way along the road, he went aside to an Arak tree to relieve himself. I waited until he had finished, then I walked with him and said, O commander of the believers, who are the two wives who help one another against the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? He said, That was Hafsa and Aisha. I said to him, By Allah, I wanted to ask you about that for a year, but I could not, out of respect for you. He said, do not do that. If you think that I have any knowledge, then ask me about it. And if I know, I will tell you. And Omar said, By Allah, during the Jahiliyyah, we had no regard for women, until Allah revealed what he revealed concerning them, and allotted to them what he allotted to them. While I was thinking about some matter, my wife said to me, I wish that you had done such and such. I said to her, What does it have to do with you? 
Why are you worried about what I want to do? She said to me, How strange it is, O son of Al-Khattab, that you do not want me to argue with you. Your daughter argues with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, until he spends the whole day angry. Omar said, I picked up my ridah, cloak, and came out of my house, and I went to Hafsa. I said to her, O my daughter, do you argue with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, until he spends the whole day angry? Hafsa said, By Allah, we argue with him. I said, I am warning you of the punishment of Allah and the wrath of his messenger. Do not be misled by this one is amazed with her beauty and the love of the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him for her. Then I went and entered upon Umm Salama because I was related to her and I spoke to her. Umm Salama said to me, How strange is it, O son of Al-Khattab, that you interfere with everything to such an extent that now you want to intervene between the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and his wives. That astonished me so much that my anger subsided, and I left. I had a friend among the Ansar. If I was absent, he would bring me the news, and if he was absent, I would bring him the news. At that time we were worried about one of the kings of Ghassan, as we had been told that he wanted to attack us and our hearts were filled with that worry. The Ansari came and knocked at the door, saying, Open up, open up. I said, Has the Ghassani come? He said, It is worse than that. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, has decided to stay away from his wives. I said, May the noses of Hafsa and Aisha be rubbed with dust. Then I picked up my garment and went out. I came and found the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was in his loft to which he climbed up via a ladder made of date palm. A black slave of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was at the top of the ladder. And I said, This is Omar. I was given permission to enter. And I told the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, what had happened. When I reached the words of Umm Salama, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, smiled. He was lying on a reed mat, with nothing between him and it, and beneath his head was a pillow of leather stuffed with palm fibers. At his feet was a pile of karas, and by his head there was a hide hanging. I saw the marks of the reed mat on the side of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I wept. He said, Why are you weeping? I said, O Messenger of Allah, Kisra and Caesar are living the lives they live, but you are the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, does it not please you that this world is for them and the hereafter is for you? It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, I came with Umar then when we were in Marar al-Zahran and he quoted the complete hadith, like the hadith of Sulaiman ibn Bilal, number 3692, except that he said, I said what about the two women? He said, Hafsa and Umm Salama, and he added, and I came to the apartments, and in every house there was some weeping. And he also added, he had vowed to stay away from them for a month. Then when it was the twenty-ninth day, he came to them. Ibn Abbas said, I wanted to ask Omar about the two women who helped one another at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. But for one year I could not find any opportunity, until I accompanied him to Mecca. When he was in Marar al-Zahran, he went to relieve himself, and he said, Bring me a jug of water. So I brought it to him. And when he had relieved himself, and came back, I went to pour water for him. Then I remembered and said to him, O commander of the believers, who were the two women? And I did not finish what I was saying before he said, Aisha and Hafsa. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, I was eager to ask Omar about the two wives of the Prophet peace be upon him concerning whom Allah the Most High said, If you two turn in repentance to Allah, it will be better for you. Your hearts are indeed so inclined. Surah At-Tahrim chapter 66 verse 4 Until Omar went for Hajj and I went with him. When we were part way there, Omar turned aside and I turned aside with him, bringing the jug. He relieved himself. Then he came to me and I poured water onto his hands, and he performed wudu. I said, O commander of the believers, who are the two wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, about whom Allah the Mighty and Sublime said, If you two turn in repentance to Allah, it will be better for you. Your hearts are indeed so inclined.
Surah Tahrim, Chapter 66, Verse 4 Omar said, How strange of you, O Ibn Abbas! As Zuhri, a narrator, said, By Allah, he did not like the question, but he did not conceal anything. He said, They were Hafsa and Aisha. Then he started to narrate the hadith and said, We people of the Quraysh were a people who dominated women, but when we came to Al-Madina, we found a people who were dominated by their women, and our women started to learn from their women. My house was among Banu Umayyah ibn Ziyad in Al-Awali. One day I got angry with my wife, and she argued with me. I did not like her to argue with me, but she said, Do you not like me to argue with you? By Allah, the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, argue with him, and one of them will forsake him all day until night comes. I went and entered upon Hafsa, and I said, Do you argue with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? She said, Yes. I said, Does one of you forsake him all day until night comes? She said, Yes. I said, Any one of you who does that is doomed and lost. Does any one of you feel assured that Allah will not be angry with her because of the anger of his messenger, peace be upon him, for then she will be doomed? Do not argue with the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and do not ask him for anything. Ask me for whatever you want, and do not be misled by the fact that your neighbor is more beautiful than you, and more beloved to the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, than you. Referring to Aisha. And Omar said, I had a neighbor among the Ansar. We used to take turns going down to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He would go down one day and I would go down the next. He would bring me the news of revelation and other things, and I would do likewise. We were saying that Ghassan were showing their horses to attack us. My friend went to visit. Then he came to me at night and knocked on my door. Then he called out to me. I went out to him and he said, Something terrible has happened. I said, What? Have the Ghassan come? He said, No, it is more terrible than that, and worse, the Prophet peace be upon him has divorced his wives. I said, Hafsa is doomed and lost. I thought that this would happen. Then when I had prayed Subh, I got dressed, then I went down and entered upon Hafsa, who was weeping. I said, Has the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him divorced you? She said, I do not know. He has secluded himself in his loft. I went to a black slave of his, and I said, Ask for permission for Omar to enter. He went in. Then he came out to me and said, I mentioned you to him, but he did not say anything. I went away and came to the member where I sat down. But it was a group of people, some of whom were weeping. I sat for a little while, then I could not bear it any longer. So I went to the slave and said, Ask for permission for Omar to enter. He went in, then he came out to me. He said, I mentioned you to him, but he did not say anything. I turned to leave. Then the slave called me, and he said, Go in, he has given you permission. So I went in and greeted the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, with salam. He was resting on a reed mat that had left marks on his side. I said, O Messenger of Allah, have you divorced your wives? He looked at me and said, No. I said, Allahu Akbar. If you had seen us, O Messenger of Allah, we the Quraysh were a people who dominated women. But when we came to Al Madina, we found the people who were dominated by their women, and our women started to learn from their women. I got angry with my wife one day, and she started to argue with me. I did not like her to argue with me. But she said, Do you not like me to argue with you? By Allah, the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, argue with him and one of them will forsake him all day until night comes. I said, any one of them who does that is doomed and lost. Does one of them feel assured that Allah will not be angry with her because of the anger of his messenger, peace be upon him, then she will be doomed? The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, smiled. I said, O messenger of Allah, I entered upon Hafsa and I said, do not be misled by the fact that your neighbor is more beautiful than you and more beloved to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, than you. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, smiled again. I said, O Messenger of Allah, may I talk to you freely? He said, Yes. So I sat down and looked around the room, and by Allah, I did not see anything in it to please the eye except three hides. I said, 
pray to Allah, O Messenger of Allah, to make life prosperous for your Ummah, for he has made life prosperous for the Persians and Romans, but they do not worship Allah, the Mighty and Sublime. He sat up straight and said, Are you doubting, O son of Al-Khattab? Their good things have been granted to them in this world. I said, Pray for forgiveness for me, O Messenger of Allah. He had sworn that he would not enter upon them for a month, because he was so annoyed with them, until Allah, the Mighty and Sublime, rebuked him. As Zuhray said, Urwa told me that Aisha said, When twenty-nine nights had passed, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, entered upon me. He started with me. I said, O Messenger of Allah, you swore that you would not enter upon us for a month, but now you have entered on the twenty-ninth day. I have been counting them. He said, The month may be twenty-nine days. Then he said, O Aisha, I am going to tell you something, but you do not have to hasten to decide until you consult your parents. Then he recited to me the verse, O Prophet, say to your wives, If you desire the life of this world and its glitter, then come, I will make a provision for you, and set you free in a handsome manner, divorce. But if you desire Allah and His Messenger, and the home of the hereafter, then verily, Allah has prepared for Al-Muhsinat, good doers, amongst you, an enormous reward. Surat Al-Ahzab, chapter 33, verse 28 and 29. Aisha said, he knew, by Allah that my parents would never tell me to leave him. I said, do I need to consult my parents about this? I desire Allah and his messenger, and the home of the hereafter. Ma'amar said, Ayyub told me that Aisha said, Do not tell your wives that I have chosen you. The Prophet peace be upon him said to her, Allah has sent me to convey the message. He did not send me to make things hard for people, in the hope that they would make mistakes. Chapter 1 The woman who has been irrevocably divorced is not entitled to maintenance. It was narrated from Fatima bin Qais that Abu Amr ibn Hafs divorced her irrevocably when he was absent. He sent some barley to her via his agent, and she was angry with that. He said, By Allah, you are not entitled to anything from us. She came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and told him about that. And he said, You are not entitled to maintenance from him. He told her to observe her idda in the house of Umm Sharik. Then he said, She is a woman whom my companions visit. Observe your idda in the house of Ibn Umm Maktoum, for he is a blind man and you can take off your garments. And when your idda is over, let me know. She said, When my idda ended, I told him that Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan and Abu Jah has proposed marriage to me. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, As for Abu Jahm, his stick never leaves his shoulder. As for Muawiyah, he is very poor and has no wealth. Marry Usama ibn Zayd. I did not like that, but he said, Marry Usama ibn Zayd, so I married him. And Allah caused it to be good, and I was envied for that. Footnote, see number 3712. It was narrated from Fatima bin Qais that her husband divorced her at the time of the Prophet peace be upon him, and the maintenance he gave her was very little. When she saw that she said, By Allah, I am going to tell the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him. If I am entitled to maintenance, I will take what is enough for me. And if I am not entitled to maintenance, I will not take anything from him. She said, I told the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him about that and he said, you are not entitled to maintenance or accommodation. It was narrated that Abu Salama said, I asked Fatima bin Qais and she told me that her Mahzumi husband divorced her and refused to give her any maintenance. She went to the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him and told him, and the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, You are not entitled to any maintenance. Go and stay with Ibn Mumaktoum, for he is a blind man and you can take off your garments there. Abu Salama narrated that Fatima bint Qais, the sister of Ad-Dahaq ibn Qais, told him that Abu Hafs ibn al-Mughira al-Makhzumi divorced her three times. Then he went to Yemen. His people said to her, You are not entitled to maintenance from us. Khalid ibn al-Walid came with a group of people to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in the house of Maymuna, and said, Abu Hafs has divorced his wife three times. Is she entitled to maintenance? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, she is not entitled to maintenance. 
but she has to observe the idda, and he sent word to her, saying, Do not be hasty in making a decision concerning yourself, without consulting me. He told her to move to the house of Um Sharik. Then he sent word saying, Um Sharik is visited by the first Muhajireen. Go to Ibn Um Maktoum, the blind man, for if you take off your khimar, head cover, he will not see you. So she went and stayed there, and when her idda was over, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, married her to Usama ibn Zayd ibn Haritha. Abu Salama narrated that he wrote down what Fatima bin Qais said, I was married to a man from Banu Makhzum, and he divorced me irrevocably. I sent word to his people asking for maintenance, and they quoted a hadith like that of Yahya ibn Abi Kathir, from Abu Salama, number 3700. Except that in the hadith of Muhammad ibn Amr, a narrator, it says, Do not hasten to make a decision without letting us know. Fatima bin Qais narrated that she was married to Abu Amr ibn Hafs ibn al-Mughira, and he issued the last of three divorces to her. She said that she came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to consult him about leaving her house, and he told her to go to Ibn Umm Maktoum, the blind man. Marwan refused to believe him about a divorced woman leaving her house, and Urwa said, Aisha objected to that regarding Fatima bin Qais. Footnote the statement Aisha objected to that regarding Fatima bin Qais, meaning, later after the death of the Prophet peace be upon him, when she heard that Fatima narrated this about a woman observing her idda in other than her husband's house. A similar report as number 3702 was narrated from Shihab with this chain, as well of the comment of Urwa about Aisha's objection to Fatima bin Qais. It was narrated from Ubaidullah ibn Abdullah ibn Udbah that Abu Amr ibn Hafs ibn al-Mughira set out with Ali ibn Abi Talib for Yemen, and he sent word to his wife Fatima bin Qais with her final divorce, and told Al-Harith ibn Hisham and Ayash ibn Abi Rabi'ah to give her some maintenance. They said to her, By Allah, you will not have any maintenance unless you are pregnant. She came to the Prophet peace be upon him and told him what they had said. And he said, There is no maintenance for you. She asked him for permission to move, and he gave her permission. She said, Where, O Messenger of Allah? He said, To Ibn Umm Maktoum. He was blind, so she could take off her garments in his house, and he would not see her. When her idda was over, the Prophet, peace be upon him, married her to Usama ibn Zayd. Marwan sent Qabisa bin Zuwaib to her to ask her about this hadith, and she narrated it to him. Marwan said, We have only heard this hadith from a woman, so we will follow what we are certain of, which is what we found the people following. When the news of what Marwan said reached Fatima, she said, Between you and I is the Quran. Allah Most High says, And turn them not out of their husbands' homes. Surah At-Talaq, chapter 65, verse 1. She said, This is for one whose divorce is revocable. So what new thing will Allah bring to pass after the third irrevocable divorce? How can you say that she is not entitled to maintenance if she is not pregnant? On what grounds do you detain her? It was narrated that as Sha'bay said, I entered upon Fatima bin Qais and I asked her about the ruling of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, concerning her. She said, My husband divorced me irrevocably and I referred my dispute with him about maintenance and accommodation to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He did not grant me any accommodation nor maintenance, and he told me to observe my idda in the house of Ibn Umm Maktoum. It was narrated from Ash-Shabi that he said, I entered upon Fatima bin Qais, a hadith like that of Zuhair from Hushaim, number 3705. Ash-Shabi said, We entered upon Fatima bint Qais, and she offered us fresh dates and sawiq. We asked her about the woman who has been thrice divorced. Where should she observe her idda? She said, My husband divorced me three times, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, gave me permission to observe my idda among my family. It was narrated from Ash-Shabi, from Fatima bint Qais, that concerning a woman who has been thrice divorced, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, she is not entitled to accommodation nor maintenance. It was narrated from Ash-Shabi that Fatima bin Qais said, My husband divorced me three times, and I wanted to move. I went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, 
and he said, Move to the house of your cousin Amr ibn Umm Maktoum, and observe your iddah there. It was narrated that Abu Ishaq said, I was with Al-Aswad ibn Yazid sitting in the Grand Masjid, and a shabai was with us. A shabai narrated the hadith of Fatima bin Qais, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not grant to her any accommodation nor maintenance. Then Al-Aswad took a handful of pebbles and threw them at him, and said, Woe to you for narrating such a thing. Omar said, We will not leave the book of Allah and the sunnah of our Prophet, peace be upon him, for the words of a woman when we do not know whether she remembered or forgot. She is entitled to accommodation and maintenance. And he recited the verse, and turn them not out of their husbands' homes, nor shall they themselves leave, except in case they are guilty of some open fahisha. Surat At-Talaq, Chapter 65, Verse 1 Footnote The statement sitting in the Grand Masjid, meaning the Grand Masjid of Al-Kufa, for Abu Ishaq, Al-Aswad, and Al-Sha'bi were all in Al-Kufa. A hadith similar to that of Abu Ahmad from Ammar ibn Ruzayq, number 3710, was narrated from Abu Ishaq with this chain. It was narrated that Abu Bakr ibn Abi al-Jahm ibn Sukhair al-Adawi said, I heard Fatima bin Qais say that her husband divorced her thrice, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not grant her any accommodation or maintenance. She said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, when your idda is over, let me know. So she let him know, and Muawiyah, Abu Jahm, and Osama ibn Zayd proposed to her. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, As of Muawiyah, he is a poor man who has no wealth. As for Abu Jahm, he is a man who beats women, but choose Osama ibn Zayd. She gestured with her hand like this, as if expressing disapproval, saying, said, Osama, Osama, but the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to her, Obedience to Allah and obedience to his Messenger is better for you. She said, So I married him and I was envied. It was narrated that Abu Bakr ibn Abi al-Jah said, I heard Fatima bin Qais say, My husband Abu Amr ibn Hafs ibn al-Mughira sent Ayash ibn Abi Rabi'a to me with word of my divorce. And he sent with him five saws of dates and five saws of barley. I said, do I get no maintenance other than this? And am I not to observe my idda in your home? He said, No. She said, I got dressed and went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, How many times has he divorced you? I said, Three. He said, He is right. You are not entitled to maintenance. Observe your idda in the house of your cousin, Amr ibn Umm Maktoum, for he is blind and you can take off your garments there. When your idda is over, let me know. Some men proposed to me, including Muawiyah and Abu al-Jah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to me, Muawiyah is poor and destitute, and Abu al-Jahm is harsh towards women, or he beats women, or words to that effect, but you should marry Osama ibn Zayd. Abu Bakr ibn Abi al-Jahm said, Abu Salama ibn Abdurrahman and I entered upon Fatima bin Qais. We asked her and she said, I was married to Abu Amr ibn Hafs ibn al-Mughira, he went out on the campaign to Najran, and he quoted a hadith like that of Ibn Mahdi, number 3713, and added, She said, So I married him, and Allah honored me with Abu Zaid, and Allah blessed me with Abu Zaid. Abu Bakr said, Abu Salama and I entered upon Fatima bin Qais during the time of Ibn Az-Zubayr, and she told us that her husband had divorced her irrevocably. A hadith like that of Sufyan number 3714. It was narrated that Fatima bin Qais said, My husband divorced me three times, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not grant me any accommodation nor maintenance. It was narrated from Hisham, My father told me, Yahya ibn Sa'id ibn al-As married the daughter of Abdurrahman ibn al-Hakam. Then he divorced her and expelled her out of his house. Urwa criticized them for that, and they said, Fatima went out of her husband's house. Urwa said, I went to Aisha and told her about that. She said, There is nothing good for Fatima bin Qais in narrating this hadith. It was narrated that Fatima bin Qais said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, my husband has divorced me three times, and I am afraid that someone may break in, 
so he told her to move. It was narrated from Aisha that she said, There is nothing good for Fatima in narrating this, a hadith similar to number 3717, meaning that she had no accommodation or maintenance. It was narrated from Abdurrahman ibn al-Qasim that his father said, Urwa ibn zubair said to Aisha, Do you not see so and so the daughter of al-Hakim? Her husband divorced her three times and she left. She said, It is a bad thing that she has done. He said, Have you not heard what Fatima says? She said, There is nothing good for her in mentioning that. Chapter 1 It is permissible for a woman who is observing Idda after an irrevocable divorce or the death of her husband to go out during the day if she needs to. Jabir ibn Abdullah said, My maternal aunt was divorced and she wanted to harvest her date palms. A man rebuked her for going out, so she went to the Prophet peace be upon him, inquiring about going out during Idda, and he said, No, go and harvest your date palms, for perhaps you will give charity or do an act of kindness. Chapter 1 The Idda of a woman whose husband has died, and the like, ends when she gives birth. Ubaidullah ibn Abdullah ibn Udba ibn Mas'ud narrated that his father wrote to Umar ibn Abdullah ibn al-Arqam al-Zuhri telling him to go to Subay'a bint al-Harith al-Aslamiyyah to ask her about her hadith and what the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said to her when she consulted him. Umar ibn Abdullah wrote back to Abdullah ibn Udba telling him that Subay'a told him that she was married to Sa'd ibn Khawla, one of Banu Amr ibn Lu'ay who was one of those who had been present at the Battle of Badr. He died during the farewell pilgrimage, while she was pregnant, and she gave birth shortly after he died. When her nifas ended, she adorned herself to receive offers of marriage. Abu As-Sanabil ibn Ba'kak, a man from Banu al-Dar, entered upon her and said to her, Why do I see you beautified? Perhaps you are hoping to get married? By Allah, you will not get married until four months and ten days have passed. Subaya said, when he said that to me, I got dressed that evening and went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and asked him about that. He advised me that my idda had ended when I gave birth, and he told me to get married if I wanted to. Ibn Shihab said, I do not see anything wrong with a woman getting married after she has given birth, even if she is still bleeding, but her husband should not come close to her until she becomes pure. Sulaiman ibn Yassar narrated that Abu Salama ibn Abdurrahman met in the house of Abu Huraira, and they were talking about a woman who gives birth a few days after her husband has died. Ibn Abbas said, Her idda is the longer of the two periods. Abu Salama said, Her idda is over. They started to dispute about that. Then Abu Huraira said, I am with my nephew, meaning Abu Salama. So they sent Quraib, the freed slave of Ibn Abbas, to Umm Salama to ask her about that. He came to them and told them that Umm Salama said, Subay'a al-Aslamiyyah gave birth a few days after her husband died, and she mentioned that to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, who told her to get married. It was narrated from Yahya ibn Sa'id with this chain, a hadith similar to number 3723, except that Al-Layth said in his hadith, they sent word to Umm Salama, and he did not mention Quraib by name. Chapter 1 The obligation to mourn during Idda following the death of one's husband, but it is forbidden to mourn for more than three days in other cases. It was narrated from Humayd ibn Nafa, from Zainab bint Abi Salama, that she told him these three ahadith. He said, Zainab said, I entered upon Umm Habiba, the wife of the Prophet peace be upon him, when her father Abu Sufyan died, Um Habiba called for some perfume that had a yellowish color, khaluk or something else, and she put some of it on a girl. Then she wiped her cheeks with it, and said, By Allah, I have no need for perfume, but I heard the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him saying on the member, It is not permissible for a woman who believes in Allah and the last day to mourn for more than three days for anyone who dies, except for a husband four months and ten days. Zainab said, Then I entered upon Zainab bin Jahsh when her brother died. She called for some perfume and put on some of it. Then she said, By Allah, I have no need of perfume. But I heard the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him saying on the member, 
it is not permissible for a woman who believes in Allah and the last day to mourn for more than three days for anyone who dies, except for a husband, four months and ten days. Zainab said, I heard my mother Um Salama say, a woman came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, my daughter's husband has died, and she has trouble in her eye. Can we apply qahl for her? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, No, two or three times. Then he said, It is only four months and ten days. During Jahiliyyah, one of you would throw a piece of dung at the end of the year. Humayd said, I said to Zainab, what is this throwing a piece of dung at the end of the year? Footnote, see hadith number 3727. Zainab said, if a woman's husband died, she would go into a hut and wear her worst clothes, and she would not put on perfume or anything else until one year had passed. Then an animal would be brought, a donkey or a sheep or a bird. She would rub her hands over it, and rarely did such a woman rub her hands over anything, but it died. Then she would be given a piece of dung which she would throw. Then she would go back to whatever she wanted to of perfume and other things. It was narrated that Humayd ibn Nafa said, I heard Zainab, the daughter of Um Salama, say, A close relative of Um Habiba died, and she called for some yellow perfume and put it on her forearms. And she said, I only did this because I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, it is not permissible for a woman who believes in Allah and the last day to mourn for more than three days, except for a husband, four months and ten days. Zainab narrated it from her mother, and from Zainab, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, or from one of the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, a hadith similar to number 3729. It was narrated that Humayd ibn Nafa said, I heard Zainab, the daughter of Um Salama, narrating from her mother that a woman's husband died and they were worried about her diseased eye. They came to the Prophet peace be upon him and asked him for permission to use Qahl. And the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, One of you used to stay in the worst part of her house, in her worst garments, or in her worst garments in her house, for a year. Then if a dog passed by, she would throw a piece of dung and then come out. Isn't it only four months and ten days? Both a hadith number 3729 and 2730 were narrated from Humayd ibn Nafa, the hadith of Um Salama about Qahl and the hadith of Um Salama and another of the wives of the Prophet peace be upon him, except that he did not name her as Zainab, similar to the hadith of Muhammad ibn Ja'far. It was narrated from Humayd ibn Nafa that he heard Zainab bint Abi Salama narrate that Um Salama and Um Habiba mentioned that a woman came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and told him that the husband of a daughter of hers had died, and she had a problem in her eye, and wanted to use Qahl. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, One of you used to throw a piece of dung at the end of a year. It is only four months and ten days. It was narrated that Zainab bint Abi Salama said, When news of the death of Abu Sufyan came to Um Habiba, on the third day she called for some yellowish perfume, and wiped some of it on her forearms and cheeks, and said, I have no need of this, but I heard the Prophet peace be upon him say, It is not permissible for a woman who believes in Allah and the last day to mourn for more than three days, except for a husband, for whom she should mourn for four months and ten days. It was narrated from Nafa that Safiya bint Abi Ubaid narrated to him from Hafsa or from Aisha or from them both that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said it is not permissible for any woman who believes in Allah and the last day or who believes in Allah and his Messenger to mourn for more than three days for anyone except for her husband. A hadith similar to that of al Laith number 3735 was narrated from Nafa with this chain. It was narrated from Safiya bint Abi Ubaid that she heard Hafsa bint Umar, the wife of the Prophet peace be upon him, narrating a hadith from the Prophet peace be upon him that was similar to that of al Laith and Ibn Dinar number 3735 and he added she should mourn for him for four months and ten days. A hadith similar to theirs, Nafa and Al-Layth, was narrated from Safiya bint Abi Ubaid, from one of the wives of the Prophet peace be upon him, 
from the Prophet peace be upon him. It was narrated from Aisha that the Prophet peace be upon him said, It is not permissible for a woman who believes in Allah and the last day to mourn for more than three days for anyone who dies except her husband. It was narrated from Umm Atiyah that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, No woman should mourn for more than three days for anyone who dies except for her husband four months and ten days when she should not wear any dyed clothes except a garment made of asb and she should not put on kohl or perfume except in the case of purifying herself after menses when she may use a little qust or asfar. Footnote 1 Asb is a Yemeni bird woven from a type of yarn some of whose strands are dyed. Footnote 2 Qust and asfar are two types of incense 